Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Replayer Podcast. My name is Pagan, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Dan. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Dan's had some tech issues, friends. He's going to take a few minutes to warm up. <laughs> that, that, that sounded like almost work. Hi. It, it yeah. was work. <laughs> it was I'm so work. sorry. Before we start, I'm so sorry. Welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and joining, re- joining us again, back at it again, the white fans, this is Louie. <laughs> What's up, going? Louis? Good, good, good. <laughs> How y'all good doing? How's it going? How's it going? Thank you. I love it. Good. And joining us for the first time is Hakon, but also known as Tahu. Tahu. Hi. But Tahu for short. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, Thank you. It's Thank such you for a pleasure me. to have you here. Where? Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, Tahu. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Norway. Uh a small country. Don't say. Yeah, a small little country in the north of Europe. A, a small little country with a bunch of Vikings. <laughs> That's right. You're badass. It's fine. Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Norwegians are uh, known for just being so damn polite and awesome and friendly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was absolutely, uh, you know, we, we've hung out a few times, like, through the, um, the Zooms yeah. and stuff like that. And not to mention, and I don't think that this is stressed enough, absolutely one of the funniest people i've ever known like always nailing all of the jokes especially when we do like quiplash and stuff like that yeah that was absolutely hilarious oh man no no you kill it every single time dude seriously Mm. like that's not that's not even a secret i'm almost almost (laughs) flattered here (laughs) (laughs) no you're great honestly i think like again with social interaction you're so funny um and it is nice to have those like like uh, Zoom meetings, like you say, Louis, for like the members. We're all just getting to hang out with the crew, or with Nolan, or with Liam, or Todd. Um, it is nice to sort of get to know each other and the replayers through that environment. Um, usually, when people come on for the first time, Tahu, we do ask them a series of questions, to sort of get to Let's know get them. Let's get to know Tahu. Let's yeah. get to know Tahu, and just some sure. sort of like little jingle, <laughs> and then a little. The country remix. <laughs> I, I felt the I felt the music in my heart when everyone was singing. song as usual. Right. Jesus. Oh, I'm known for that. Uh all right. Okay. So um what was your first introduction to gaming, Tahu? Do you remember starting video games? Uh yeah, I think it was uh, Mario, actually. Oh, really? Mario? I'm pretty sure it was Mario. Uh uh OG Mario? Uh, I think there was a remix, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Oh, I see. The one on the Nintendo DS. Okay, okay. I I think. Uh What was your first Uh, console then, Ty? Was it the Nintendo? uh, No, I think that was the PS2. 
If I'm ah, nice. I love a place to start. <laughs> yeah, what a place One to start. One of the best consoles ever. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still the best performing console of all time, right? It's the, the, like, so selling far. wise. Sorry. That, like, so, so far. <laughs> so far. Wow. No, I was just uh, hinting at it, something we were talking about before the show where we were talking about the Switch. That's true. Now, the Switch has, really well. I think, sold 80 million um, copies like in the last two or three years or something like that. Um, and it is quickly becoming the fastest selling console or something. But the overall, mm-hmm. the greatest selling console of all time is still um, the PS2. Two. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed it is. So what a place to start. Um, the best still... DVD player you can buy. <laughs> the best DVD player. Yeah, fuck it, that for it sure. <laughs> right now it is, yeah. I actually, I think I told you this before on my, the podcast. I bought my dad a PlayStation 3 just so that he would have a DVD player and Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly the cheapest, like, DVD, Blu-ray, and Netflix player that I could get at the time. Because I think it was 60 euro in the secondhand shop. Whereas the majority of them were going for like 90 euro in Argos, like the actual Blu-ray player. I feel like I went through a similar struggle because I remember buying my dad a Blu-ray player, but I thought if I buy him a PS3, it's going to confuse him more than anything. <laughs> so I better just get the, the straight up box with a remote or else he's just going to get confused. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I did have to PS3, write it down. <laughs> the PS3 was so uh, user-friendly that I used to just I, I didn't want to deal with anything else i would just go on to my playstation and watch all my movies and tv from there like mm-hmm. i had a blu-ray yeah. player and i was like no why <laughs> this is so much easier I could, five seconds forward ten seconds back hell yeah dude this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> yeah and uh, it, it got to a point where um even when Ro- when the first rokus came out i remember getting one and i was still like i want to yeah. do this this is easier <laughs> Yeah, the user face on PlayStation 3 was pretty good. So it's a, a good step up from PlayStation 2, but so was PlayStation 2, right? It was pretty easy to, yeah. to use PlayStation 2 um, UI. Do you, um, Tahu, then, like, do you have a preferred pl- platform now? Do you play games on everything, or do you just a PlayStation uh, or a PC? Uh, generally, I'm a PC gamer. Uh, really? But, yeah, but I tend to play uh, still uh, PS4. Uh, and uh, do you like uncharted oh yeah <laughs> do you? anybody watching the video will understand maybe. This. for our visual listeners yeah for our visual <laughs> listeners <laughs> maybe uh no i absolutely love the artwork behind you including something very similar something that we both you guys have. share in common um, oh yeah yeah it's a, it's a great piece of artwork um what was i gonna oh yeah sorry so the <laughs> games that you're playing on P- pc right now what are you playing uh, right now, I'm playing. I've been playing a bit of worse, but uh, because of some situations, I right. Yeah, I, I just stopped. Oh. Uh, now, I mean, I totally get that, and I think I'm just gonna point this over to a very important video that I think people should watch. Um, he was uh, sorry for anybody who missed it. Um, Tahu was saying that he plays Overwatch on mm. PC, and yeah. obviously, it is a Blizzard Activision game and just yeah, due to the recent <laughs> right and like um there is a really great video that sort of sums up how you shouldn't boycott uh blizzard or activision because it does harm the people that you're trying to support like women and um anybody who's been victimized in that environment yeah. it's on alana pierce's channel you can go ahead and watch it i'm sure there's other videos about, out there about it as well but i know that she just released one i think yesterday so um 
yeah, if you want to. Not saying that you shouldn't boycott them if your morals don't align with that company and you just don't want to give them money, then that's fine. But um, to say that you're boycotting them in support of these people would be a disservice because those people are now losing out on yeah. bonuses and projects. I, I will say this on that notion. If you're trying to boycott Activision Blizzard, just remember there are billions of COD players who don't care. So oh, yeah, exactly. your little boycott probably isn't going to make much of a difference. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. As much as I appreciate and I respect anyone who wants to do that because of the cause and because of the situation, mm -hmm. it it sadly is not going to affect them very much. They're still going to sell millions of copies of COD. (laughs) That's true. And Overwatch is a fantastic game. And honestly, I think there's so many people who worked super hard making that game that were victims in in support of those people you shouldn't boycott them just voice your opinion otherwhere and again you can go ahead and watch all this in in alana pierce video it's on her channel um i think it's just alana pierce's channel on on youtube um so feel free to go ahead and watch it there great game though i really enjoy overwatch yeah overwatch Um, is fun yeah overwatch is good fun uh are you playing anything on console at the moment uh not at the moment ah uh because uh, I've been trying to get a new TV because I, I got a pretty old TV. Oh, so, really? Are you playing anything it's, at all right now? Uh, no, I've been playing a lot of Ark. Uh, that okay. maybe know of. Uh, On PC? Yeah. Nice. Right now, I, I, I joined a few friends on Minecraft again. Mm. Nice. But I'm curious. What's everyone like else playing right now? <laughs> What's everyone else playing? Like, yes, the Sims. Yeah. The Sims. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. I yeah, great. It's so good. Um, no, I actually have this bad thing where I actually don't commit to anything. So I um I really liked The Sims and when I was younger, I was obsessed and I wouldn't get off the computer and I was like on it for hours and hours and hours and ends playing The Sims. And recently I haven't touched The Sims and I was like, oh my god, I should really go back into this. And honestly, it's because The Sims 2 was bomb and Sims 4 is like, okay don't come at me you know i'm right <laughs> um but they have upgraded like they've got loads and loads of expansion packs but they're between 20 and 40 euro each expansion pack yeah yep. and my heart just can't do it my heart just can't do it because <laughs> i'm like that's like fucking 100 euro on at least five expansion packs that oh, may yeah. or may not improve my gameplay but i do want them i do want them i do want the pet pack i do want the vampires i do want the cottage core i do <laughs> But then it's so spicy that I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to play with the base game. And then I find the base game boring. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I should have gotten the expansion back. That's how they get you. <laughs> I know. It is how they get you. But they're supposed to be really good. And then I watch like YouTube videos ranking the best expansion packs from like best to worst. And like the best sort of um, bundle packs that you can buy as well, which aren't expansions. They just give you extra items. So and stuff. it has me curious. Is The Sims kind of your guilty pleasure game? It's like the thing you do when you don't know what else to do with yourself. Yeah, probably, but but not recently. That's just not been the case because, again, like I'll sit in front of the uh, Sims 4 and I'm like, why don't I get the same vibes? Like when I was 14 or something and I was hooked to the Sims 2, why don't I get the same vibes in Sims 4? Like, is it because I've grown? Have I changed? Has you changed or has the game changed? Or has the (laughs) game changed that I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it's not the best game. I think, like, uh, other than The Sims, like I don't really have like a guilty pleasure game. I think that and Stardew Valley, I hop between the two of those a lot when I'm like, mm. oh, I'm just going to go do a few things for a few minutes, uh, like 30 minutes. I've got 30 minutes here, an hour here. Um, 
but I am currently still trying to platinum God of War and I'm taking my time doing it because I absolutely love that game and it's just so much fun to play. Um, so that, that, that game is probably what I'm playing most recently. That's a good goal. Yeah. How about you, Louie? Well, uh, to kind of coin the phrase that Pagan was just saying, but to make it my own, because that's what I do. I'm a whore. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm very, what uh, I said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very promiscuous with my, with my games. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, like, like uh, I, I'm between, because you know, VR is just taking over my life since the last time I was on, I'm still talking about it. But my, my buddy let me borrow his VR for PlayStation uh, 4. So I've been playing Resident Evil uh, 7. Oh, right. And uh, I, I, it, the problem is that it, it forces you to, to be in one spot. So you have to use the stick to move around. And that makes me uh, pretty nauseous, actually. Mm. That's the only time when I, when I get that kind of feeling. Yeah. So if you see me without the helmet, I'm going like this every time I turn. Okay. Oh, yeah. Look right. Look right. No, nope. because you're, you're getting around. the yeah. movement without moving, so you're yeah, getting that. Yeah, because I mean, you can sickness. absolutely move around, and that's fine. But then your menu and everything stays in one spot. Gotcha. So if the spot is right here, and then I turn over here to fight the monster behind me, and now I don't feel bad, I have to turn back around so I can mm-hmm. pull up the menus. So I if that's it, how just, that's how they had to program the game since it wasn't initially a VR game, and then they added VR to it. That's, that's probably true. the only way they yeah. could work it out. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But it's still fantastic. I, I, it's a, a wonderful experience. It's also not the best quality, <laughs> that <laughs> VR. Like, it goes really, really down. And that, oh, that kind of also hurts my eyes. So, uh, But I did find a way to play my um, flat screen uh, co- uh, uh, computer games on the VR. So, like, uh, the Oculus Quest, you, you can do a virtual desktop. And then you can make the screen, you know, a couple hundred feet tall and then play your games like that. Nice. And, and they're pretty good quality. Uh, it goes up to around a 4K. And uh, <clears throat> I, upgra- I upgraded my system a little bit. Like internally, I know how to do that now because I watch videos because I'm a nerd. And so I'm able to make the, the quest work out a little bit stronger than, than just the base. And uh, I've been playing games like that, which is fantastic because I love my horror games. And the one that's been mm. taking over my life is Visage. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm on the last level. There's a few levels in there. And I, I <laughs> <laughs> it, it's something. It is there. something. I, I, I haven't played a horror game like that one ever, I don't think. And uh, it, it's really, really good. But it does take a lot out of me. So afterwards, I have to kind of look off for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go watch Disney. <laughs> For four hours until I can oh fall asleep God. again because it's so <laughs> oh man like the yeah. beginning the opening sequence is just like what huh. Huh. <laughs> I need I a shower to, <laughs> it's I have so to say bad. though um I've actually I've, I've actually also been diving into VR a lot lately I've probably played it maybe four or five times a week for mm. Beat Saber nice oh so yeah I was good. Say, okay if you like Beat so Saber good. the the better game in my opinion is Synth Riders Synth which writers? is uh, synth writers that. check that it. one out it's got better yeah. music in my opinion it's got better experiences uh i love love beat saber but synth writers is I is think synth writers only on oculus no can i get it on playstation i don't know if it's on playstation 
Because mm. I have PlayStation have VR. Um, <clears throat> and I have to say, like, it I should absolutely be, love... It should be Maybe. I, absolutely, I, I, I just love the Beat Saber. I think uh, Beat Saber is so great. I've just recently downloaded the Panic at the Disco kind of playable songs. Um, that's one of the things the I wanted theory. the VR for. It's so the good. The Hybrid Theory and, on the Beat Saber, that's got to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, I'm trying to get up to expert. I've I've started playing everything on hard and I'm getting like really good at hard so like I could actually finish the freaking level without dying uh, or without failing. Um, so now I'm trying to like work myself into expert level on some songs, which would be really cool. But I'm at like expert show. plus. But all right, I'm leaving. You, Take care, everybody. Thank you so much. There's a, <laughs> there's a few songs that I yeah I know right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a few songs that I like. I, and I'm not sure if it's because it's the Oculus because it's not known. It's known to have not great tracking, and uh, when yeah. you have those really really fast high speed songs. Like you're, I'm I'm watching my saber go right through the block. It's like man, <laughs> like yeah. So you know that's uh, I've I've thrown the controllers. Thank God they are made out of something that is stronger <laughs> than titanium. I'm just. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyler, you were going to yeah. say. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, because I noticed a few uh, bugs or glitches or what it may be, but uh, the controllers just go, yeah, straight through it, and oh. they, blocks, they, they don't just uh, react. Yeah. That, that would annoy and me. That, like, and that really destroys your score if you turn into a score. Yeah. yeah. This reminds that, me of playing Kinect games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. but, but you see, that, that's why I like synth writers because I, I haven't had that problem with it. Uh, um, instead of having to slash through, they're just orbs that you just have to be there and, and, and you have hit to be the in the position for them to come at you. Like, yeah, yeah. But, right. but one of the things that, that makes it a little bit better too is that um, there's like rails that oh. keep yeah. connected to the song. So like like you're hitting the rail and you're moving with it and there's like little patterns and stuff like that. And So it's a persistent uh, thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah oh. as opposed to just kind of waiting it out or Beat Saber has this weird thing of uh, instead of keeping up with the song, if you're hitting the, the notes right, you're actually making mm-hmm. the drum beat to the song. Yes. But there's nothing to bounce off of. And no. uh, a lot of people turn off the, the sound of, of hitting the box because it's kind of distracting at points and then you can't continue with the beat because you don't know what the beat is so that's something yeah. I, don't like about the, I would agree uh, as well yeah. with beat saber if you're on any lower levels like easy or normal it just does not feel fun because you're off beat no you're completely yeah. off beat whereas if you're on hard export or expert plus you're actually um mimicking a beat in the song so if that's drums if that's yeah. bass actually or um vocals as well with like um hybrid theory that's pretty cool but uh, uh what are you playing dan um most recently i was literally just playing the back for blood beta no and it is oh. very fun and i have some extra beta codes to share with anyone interested oh very good <laughs> but cool louis <laughs> it's on pc uh i started yeah. playing it last night it's very much left for dead max like plus like they added a bunch of new stuff to it and it's running and shooting a bunch of zombies and trying to survive and work with your teammates to get from point a to point b and it's just more of that great awesomeness that is left for dead but better uh i also just recently beat mass effect one for the first time which i'm very happy that i finally beat that dang game done i haven't started (laughs) that game yet i do have them though so i got started on mass effect two and it's a little bit of a system shock because it's very different from part one. Mm-hmm. So 
we'll see how that goes. I'm excited. It looks good, and I'm happy to finally hit that milestone after having the first game since it came out in 2007 and yeah. never beating it. <laughs> see, I'm the same, and I think like it's so nice to have um, games that have such a massive fan base. Like they're all mm-hmm. like it's always so well spoken of. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody speak bad about uh, Mass Effect, so I'm kind of like, ah, this is going to be great. Whenever I get to complete it, I'll know what everybody else knows, and you know that you're going to have a good yeah. time. Um, cool. I mean, so yeah. we're going to move on to the next topic for trailer talk as we were tight for time this week. So we did the House of Gucci trailer. This was actually my suggestion on um, trailer talk this week. I saw it and I was like, how is that Jared Leto? <laughs> I have questions. Um, and then I sort of like got into the trailer and I love Gaga's performance. I think Adam Driver is a little bit unrecognizable as well. Um, of course, Jeremy Irons. Bay, um, I'm so excited <laughs> for this. This this looks really really good, and we together pre recording we all watched the trailer together so that you guys could catch up on this. And I'm really interested to get your feedback on it. Um, Tahu, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, <dog>. great. <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, Jared Leto, Jared Leto, right? Uh, Point. I can made. just. <laughs> yeah, I can just imagine how much makeup do you have to sit, how many hours of makeup do you have to sit through mm-hmm. to get that look? Yeah, and that's interesting because he's a method actor as well. So I'm imagining he didn't have to sit through all that much. Like I'm I'm yeah. predicting that he probably gained an awful lot of weight for this film. Mm. Yeah, I bet so. it's possible. Yeah, and he did that before. He gained yeah, like a the, massive amount of weight for a movie that nobody saw, so it's uh, totally worth putting his yeah. health risk, you know. I mean, he, his uh, problem there, though, like when he did do that, and then he had to lose it all again. He sort of he promised that he wouldn't do that again, and then yeah. he went vegan, and he was on like this like bodies of temple kind of journey, and that's so respectable. Um, but I'm just wondering if he just if he did actually gain the weight. Like I'm just wondering if he put that moral aside and was like, yeah, but this is a great role and I can't turn this down. Um, so yeah. good point. I have a good point. I was going to say, like, I would have been like Jared Leto. Like that's my first impression, of course. And it kind of reminds me of Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Verbatim what I was going to say. It was like that, Sorry, just getting that same vibe, except minus the comedy. Yeah. And I still want that. Uh, Le- What's his name? Les. Oh, I can't remember his name. Goldman. I still want that movie because it was supposed to. There was a rumor of a movie with just uh, Lance Grossman that there was mm. a movie oh, yeah. of him that he was supposed to be coming out. It was just all that character. And I'm like, why did that never happen? <laughs> it was so good, but eh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Um, no worries. Ty, what, um, did you have any other points other than um, Jared Leto's massively different looks? Because <laughs> this is fucked up. Uh, no, I'm actually quite unsure because, to be honest, I don't really think it's a movie I would like to watch through if I, if I really had to. If I really had to, of course. But but it's not like a movie I will be interested in. So if this was on Netflix, you would just pass? Yeah, I think so, to be honest. Okay. Fair. Interesting. Okay, is there any particular reason or is it just the style of the film it doesn't isn't what you usually watch? It's kind of both actually because mm-hmm. the style looks pretty interesting to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
it's just hard to get the worst because it's something that don't quite interest me, like the okay. setting and the and the yeah. It's just not a story that vibes with you, I yeah. imagine. That's cool. Yeah, because I could say the same thing as far as like even just hearing the name of that movie, like House of Gucci. I'm like, I don't give a crap about yeah. Gucci. Why would I want to watch this? But I will say after yeah, watching the exactly. trailer, the things that are grabbing me more than anything are the names, the characters, the people, the actors who are in this movie. Like, holy crap, is that a hell of a cast in this yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. Um, and big time. Big time. that trailer is really well done. As much as I don't care about the story, that trailer is very yeah. engaging. And I agree on that. interested in watching it. Yeah, it's interesting because um, PJ, I think, made this point on the show on Trailer Talk this week, and he said if this wasn't, if this cast wasn't attached, and it was still the same movie and the same story, it would just be a straight to Netflix oh, yeah. film. Yeah, he's like they wouldn't yeah, even have totally. bothered with some sort of theaters uh, release because this looks like a straight to TV movie. And I was like, that's interesting. I think the story looks amazing, but I would agree that without this big cast attached. And how different they all look, I feel like it's definitely a different ballgame than they're definitely yeah, drawing totally. a lot of attention. See, so, you know, it almost strikes me as like, uh, because the, the whole story that they're telling here is the story of the Gucci family, I'm, I'm assuming, and how yes. the business started and they started making their clothing line, which so, I've never heard of. I don't know anything about. I know nothing about any intrigue or murder well, mysteries. you've heard of Gucci. I know of the brand. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Phew. So to me, like the first thing I think of is like, <laughs> This movie would have struck with me a little better, I guess, if it was like um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Like yeah. that movie, I knew yeah. nothing going into. And then watching it, it was like, oh, this story is about that thing that happened that I heard about that one time, yes. you know, like putting the pieces together kind of thing. Yeah. But I know nothing about any intrigue with the Gucci family. Didn't know any of that stuff, if that's actually true. Says it's I, a think, true story. I think it's I think I made the movie. same point. I don't know if I did this <laughs> in in uh, yeah. trailer talk, but I, I didn't. I made the same point where I, I was talking about once time, once upon a time in Hollywood. I went in with absolutely no context, zero context. The only thing yeah. I knew was when Sharon Tate walked across the film, and they'd said that it was like the summer or whatever of '69, and I was like, yeah. "Oh Uh-oh. my god!" I was like, "It's <laughs> oh oh fuck!" So and then they went be, to the movie uh... lot. Yeah, when they moved to the movie lot and everything, I was like, this is going to go in a very bad direction and I'm going to be very <laughs> fucking sad. And then it was, you know, what it was. And I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it, it, what a film. So brilliant. But yes, I would agree. Wait, um, sorry. I have thoughts of Tarantino. No, no, no. <laughs> Louis. I, as soon as I started thinking about it, like, Louis is going to go on a massive tangent about Quentin Tarantino. We don't have time for that. Yeah, today, let's Louis. not go with Quentin Tarantino. Louis, I have you thoughts. Think of Gucci? <laughs> if you want Gucci to know movie. them, go read my article. It's on yes. RetroReplayShow.com. There you go. And yes, that's yell fair. at me like Josh did in a 12-page <laughs> response letter <laughs> that I still haven't, I, I didn't get back to him on. But I still need to get back. But anyway, um, my, my thoughts on this trailer, uh, it, it, um, it was deceptive. I wasn't expecting that. I uh, like Dan, I, you know, the, when I hear Gucci immediately, I shut down I'm like eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate the concept of uh, in particular or just designer <clears throat> names and anything that is bougie. I hate mm. it. Right. I, I hate okay. the, the concept as a VR guy. Are you referring to like the, the concept, uh, like the high um, fashion, the high like 
Kind of like it's, you picture yeah, people looking really down on you. Kind of bag. <laughs> it's a bag. It holds stuff. You can use a bag that they give you when you go buy groceries to hold oh, all your so like kit. Dre headsets. <laughs> yes, Dre yeah, all of that, all of that stuff that is, you know, as I say when I have a Logitech mouse that I'm using, like, like it, 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 it baffles my mind that people are willing to spend thousands, not just thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on a bag that is too small to hold fucking anything other than like maybe one lipstick. Yeah. And, and oh, the yeah. lipstick itself is also the hundreds of thousands. I'm like, why? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. So whenever I hear it, I automatically just shut down. And so when I heard that this movie was coming out, I saw the people who were attached to it. I still was, I, I don't, don't care. I just don't care. Wow. And then I saw the preview because well, we're going to talk about it. And I, I, I obsessive like that. And so I, I watched it and now I'm like, fuck, I got to watch this movie, but I have to watch this movie because it looks like one of those movies that is going to be so good that you can't not watch it, especially as a, as a filmmaker, I have to know what they're going to do with this story. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. like what you were saying that, you know, it's, it's based on a true story, right? Well, let's yeah. also, for, let's not forget that the conjuring movies are also based on true stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's based so looseness on. about so, this for sure. It's actually based on a book. Taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was based on a book around a true story. So um, this is like the telling of this family and this murder and everything. And what shocked me the most when we were talking about this in trailer talk was that um, they obviously didn't get permissions because they didn't need to. Again, shocking. I did not know this. You don't. You don't need to have permissions to write a story or make a movie about anything that was in the public. Uh, knowledge or public perception right so they didn't need to ask permission they were just going to make this movie the murderer um the lady who's gone to prison who lady gaga plays uh patricia i can't pronounce her name. well spoilers god damn it <laughs> you know it's a literal story in the 80s right um, i know i know i'm and uh she is she's actually not the murderer in, in first day but anyway so she knew this film was coming out and had uh, wanted Gaga to go and meet her for reference, and Gaga never did. And this lady was like, "Oh, the disrespect!" <laughs> and I'm like, Wait. "I don't want to meet a murderer." <laughs> like, no offense, bud. You spent 18 years in prison. I don't think anybody wants to meet you. <laughs> like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I think it's going to be really interesting. I had no idea that you don't have to ask permission, though. If it was, if there was a news report about it, you, you could do whatever the hell you want with it. I, I can't make, believe you that. You can make it a conspiracy. You can do anything that you want because it's become publicized. What you can't do is uh, take liberties with the actual people who are involved and uh, and create a story based off of what you think happened to them specifically. So as long as it has to do with what was reported, you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Mm-hmm. You just, you can't add on with the real people so they can add more people in there that didn't exist that's fine um but they can't you know do all this other stuff mm-hmm. so it's it's really it's really weird and i don't understand all of it because uh i i saw um somebody on uh, i think it was legal eagle on youtube and he was talking about those things and how how they're able to get by them because a lot of people yeah. were trying to sue some company at some point for something whatever that always happens and then uh he was going into what the details were but he talks so fast and so much information i was like "Uh uh-huh 
but it's something along the lines that as long as you're creating a fictional story and you're like, yeah, it's based on true events, uh, that's why they say based as opposed to this is absolutely true yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, but then again, you can also say that for anything like the Fargo TV show is every episode says, you know, that this is based off of actual events, only the names and the, and the, and yeah. certain things were changed. 100% not true. Every episode is 100% completely fabricated. None of these people ever existed anywhere. They kind of had like a murder somewhere and they're like, oh, okay, that's the basis for this season, but that's it. So you can do whatever the hell you want. Just keep writing and make shit up. You're mm-hmm. fine. That's and why I want to be a writer. The... Yeah. <laughs> Take liberties, Louis. Um, that's going to be your nickname. Liberty Louis. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Liberty Louis. I knew him Sounds well. Like, a, like I, I, we're taking on Liberty Mutual. um with the stellar cast though attached i am like potentially smelling some oscar buzz about this film uh definitely for gaga in particular yeah i think every single person was like adam uh, or adam oscar uh, Oscar winner oscar winner oscar winner oscar Oscar winner winner, winner, winner. i'm like okay we get it you have good people in there jesus al pacino is attached and selma hayek is actually uh, pointed out to us by um, P- PJ, she's married to the head of Gucci at the minute. Wow. Yeah. Ah. Who's no, it's no longer obviously the Gucci family. It's somebody else now who's representing the house of Gucci. But um, yeah, there you go. Hmm. Uh, so this is an interesting one. And then towards the end of Trailer Talk and towards the end of this podcast, obviously, I wanted to throw out to you something interesting. Uh, in particular, relating to Gucci. Gucci have now partnered or collaborated with 100 Thieves, which is an esports gaming company um, who are also, you know, all around general entertainment. They have an amazing YouTube channel. They have a really large following on uh, Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, on all sorts of spaces with loads of different collaborators, including Valkyrie and Courage JD um, and Brooke AB. I, I, I want to get your opinion on this. They've collaborated on a backpack. Their first, their first collaboration with Gucci. Um, and it is described, let's, let's see here, it's utilizing recycled Ecnil and upcycled nylon in their construction. It's finished with a vivid red that matches the 100 Thieves logo and there's co-branding on there. So a tonal monogram making the luxury leanings clear while multiple straps and ample cargo pockets encourage the stashing of controllers, mice, and headphones. Dan, if you have a moment, you can edit that like photo of this backpack in here. Mm. This backpack is $2,400. Jesus Christ. Do they have a knockoff version? (laughs) They're gonna. They will. They're gonna, for sure. I'm pretty sure Um, I can walk into Staples right now and get the same backpack for like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just slap 100 these logo on there and you're good. There you go. Um, I have a sticker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i have i have questions so they've also just recently after this gucci announcement they've also announced that they have partnered um with their first luxury audio auto partner lexus lexus mm-hmm. are they luxury um, lexus is another luxury brand with its cheapest vehicle starting at thirty three thousand dollars and a higher end options at one hundred and one thousand dollars that's the lfa their only high-end vehicle <laughs> I, I i have questions um does are they here's my question to you what do you think of esports companies branding with um i guess name brand designer luxury 
logos, uh, brand designs, brand houses like Gucci, Chanel, et cetera. And do you think that is pricing themselves outside of their own audience market? Do you think the audience is not going to relate to this? Or do you think this is a, a bad thing for anybody who's watching or um, being influenced by What do you think, Tahu? Yeah, what do you think, Tahu? Uh, well, uh, as we mentioned, I, I imagine uh, plenty of their uh, viewers, uh, basically minors, underage. Yeah. Uh, many of their followers are minors. And I can't imagine uh, many minors that age uh, have that much income to get the backpack at, uh, what, what was it? Uh, $2,500. $2,500. I can't imagine many of their followers then being able to buy it. Mm -hmm. And even their parents. Yeah. When they're asking for for Christmas. It's not the teens that are going to buy it. It's the parents that are going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, And then that maybe get conflicts with their parents. Because I want this. Why can't you buy it? Mm Mm-hmm. Why release a product that is so high value? Like why? Like, I mean, I totally understand this, right? I totally understand the idea that you would want your company, right? Nate Shot is the, the guy who is the CEO of 100 Thieves and created this company pretty much from ground up. And what it is today is fucking phenomenal. And I cannot applaud him more for his efforts. Like what he's doing in the gaming industry is fantastic. Um, uh, Valkyrie has recently been named co-owner along with Jack, D- uh, sorry, JD or Courage JD. Um and she is now one of the first female co-owners of an esports gaming company in the world. And I think like, it's really great. They really are paving the way, but why? Like, I understand, I almost understand it. It's like in the form of ego. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, wow, Gucci want to partner with us or Lexus want to partner with us. And I'm wondering like, are you pricing yourselves too far out of your audience? Have you now become a non-relatable brand? Well, here's, I have a question to answer your question. Okay. (laughs) Who... Are these backpacks for? Like, who are they making these backpacks for? Hold on, think about right. it for like. Okay. Are they making it for their fans, or are they making it for themselves? Like, is someone over there saying, you know what, I really want a Gucci backpack with my name on it or with our logo on it because I make millions of dollars doing what I do, mm-hmm. and it's you know a pin in the the bucket, you know, to right. buy a Gucci backpack that's twenty five hundred dollars. Is it that or are they actually legitimately hoping that people will actually want to buy this for that much money and pay them? Uh, <laughs> I will also say that the bags are apparently limited to 200. That sounds like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, like the right. really high end ones where they only make a handful of them. And even yeah. then, after you spend a million or more dollars on it, you can only drive it at their track with their teams there to watch you race mm-hmm. it. And then you got to put it away <laughs> when you're done. You can't take it home with you. Like, I feel like the only people, okay, maybe not, right? Maybe not the only people, let's say, like, the the average buyer for this bag is likely going to be an esports competitor. Yeah, other, right? like, high-end streamers or yeah. YouTubers that make a lot of money. Yeah, and I was going to say that they're probably, if they're an esports competitor, they're not obviously going to be sporting 100 Thieves because they don't play for 100 Thieves. So I would imagine the majority of these buyers of this backpack will be... 100 Thieves esports gamers mm. themselves. So they've made uh, an, a unique, very limited backpack for $2,500 pretty much for their own team. Would that be something that's accurate? 
just say well that's kind of what i was getting at you know yeah yeah yeah, for sure and i think like it's 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 interesting and they're like saying that there's a lot of pockets and everything for controllers mice headphones um anything else like switch nintendo whatever you want to put in there put all of your portables in there you're gonna have a great time but i'm just wondering like does this make their brand extremely unrelatable like is there just no achieving anything this brand there's nothing to sort of they do have other merch i will say on their own store that is more of an achievable price for the average person or the average consumer here's another question for you how mm-hmm. badly did you want the twenty five thousand dollar gold plated playstation when they made that thing oh my god not you, even did you know about a that? little bit. No. Sony felt it was that. acceptable to make a gold-plated PlayStation for twenty-five grand and actually sell it, like. Right, <laughs> but Sony PlayStation's audience is anyone between yeah. the ages of like twelve mm. and eighty. So when it, when, um, it, when it came to that particular console, though, that was meant to be like a celebrity pool. They're just like, okay, who's going to pay for this? Because somebody's going to want to buy it. And I think like P. Diddy bought it or something like that. I was going to say, remember. fill in like the popular rapper name here is going to buy this. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. okay. Yeah. So so here, here's the thing. Here's my spiel about this whole thing. I don't care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I've, and and for those of you who don't know, I've been hyping Pagan up this entire time. Like, you're going to want to hear my words about this. She's like, I want to hear so bad. I don't give a shit. And the reason why I don't care is because Dan hit the nail on the head. It's not for us. This is not meant to be. That's why I don't care about Gucci. I'm never going to have a Gucci anything because fuck you. Why would I? Like like when uh, Kanye West sold a white shirt for like 10,000 or whatever. I know. Because he's also a narcissist. And that's what everybody who owns a (laughs) Gucci is, is a fucking narcissist. You don't have these products for for normal consumer. The normal consumer, uh, like, you know, I, I have a $1,200 computer. I have now a $100 setup to be able to play games on that computer. And I have a $400 uh, VR set. All this took a couple of years to, to accumulate to get because that's what I wanted to do with it. This is as bougie as I get. This is the most mm. expensive item in my house that bougie. doesn't include the car. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, it, it it's not for us these aren't things that, like you're asking pagan uh is are they too detached yes absolutely this isn't for everybody else they're just showing look what we could do we got gucci on our back now we have somebody here that is so high pristine that they recognize our level of pristine and now we can match they're just showing off you're showing everybody, hey, look at this one of one one of a kind item that I have that you don't on my Zoom call. It's right there on the wall. Hi, make a reference to that. All you're doing is showing it off. It's not meant for any of us, which I think personally hurts their brand because now they're going like, look, we are better than you. No matter how much good they've done, now they're also throwing that in our face too. Like, look, I did all of this so that I can have that. It's different if they made these things and then they gave them to these people and they're like, I was look, just thinking if they gave the these things away, that I think would be a much bigger. Or, or even if they didn't thing. give them away, if they just sold them, but specifically to these people who can make that money and not make it a public thing. Mm-hmm. That's different because now, okay, I went to Gucci to reach out to them to say, I want this backpack that you made for gamers. We know that you make it. But they didn't go like, look, it's for everyone. Do you have 25 to 2400 for a bag? Mm-hmm. It's not for you. 
if you want it, you can save up for it and that's fine. But I do think that it hurts a lot of people because they're going to be asking, like, like Tavu was saying, you know, the parents are going to be the ones that are going to buy it. It's not going to be the kid. Yeah. And now they have one more thing to tell their kids. Sorry, I can't afford that. You know, I, I want a Diablo car. That'd be fucking fantastic. But I know it's out of my out of my price range. That's what I was just wondering, too, is what exactly is the collaboration with Lexus? Like, are they making 100 Thieves branded Lexus SUV? Yeah, probably. Like, I don't know. Can, I mean, you fit all of your actually, controllers and your switches into the pockets. <laughs> they did build um, a custom car on the inside. You can go see this on their, on their YouTube channel. Um, I think the like the, the reason basically that I bring this up is because I am a, th- a fan of Hundred Thieves and I really enjoy what they're doing with their company. Um, I don't always like love every piece of content that they'll throw out, but this kind of like collaboration kind of shook me, and I was like, oh, I really enjoy this like the ego side of this because if i had like made my own company from scratch and gucci wanted a partner or lexus wanted a partner i'd be like fucking hell yeah but i do think they're a little bit detached um what was the question <laughs> the question is nice all of the questions you pose the question uh, of like how does this make you feel especially like i think it's definitely right. hitting a little bit more home for you pagan that like it's making you wonder about this company that you respected I'm just wondering, yeah, because I mean, like, the the estimated net value of this company, I think, is somewhere up in the $190 million era, right? And I think that's so cool. Like, I'm so, like, in awe of the people who started this up and, like, built it from nothing and made it into this thing. And I think esports is is nothing but on the rise. But this just kind of seems so, like... (laughs) <laughs> so elitist there's, this there's is so nothing... elitist and i was like man yeah. this sucks like oh sorry the lexus thing there's a video on their youtube channel they actually customized a lexus on the inside with like fucking nano leaf and rgb and on the inside is it this is this is a nano car that leaf. is not meant to be driven you know what nano leaf yeah. is yeah, yeah. It. so it's on it's on the car roof right uh this is a car that is not meant to be driven because in the driver's seat is a pc mm. And it is like predominantly, I think, for their videos. So they're doing a lot of video content in the Lexus garage and they're promoting Lexus. Uh, and I guess that's kind of cool. I don't think okay. they're going to collaborate with Lexus on a that's cool car. That's probably more of a Maybe promotional thing to just, you know, sponsor one another kind yeah. of deal. I think, it's, I think it's basically a sponsor. I think that they may come out with a gamer car or an RGB car, like on the inside, adding some more RGB, which RGB anything, yo, bro, hit me up. Um <laughs> case in point um but <laughs> i do think this is like so, like the, this whole 200 backpacks 2500 dollars it's just like a, a bit of an elitist move and as much as i loved watching their little video i love watching the like uh, seeing the photos that they did and the collaboration i'm just kind of like oh this is a little disappointing like if you had partnered like if nade shot himself partnered with gucci and was modeling for gucci i would understand that if Valkyrie was modeling for Gucci, I understand that. But for a hundred thieves gaming esports collaboration company to bring out like limited edition, it felt like a little out of touch with their audience and uh, a little bit elitist. Not just I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, it though. It, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Fine, it's fine to want to you know be a little extra to to have those kinds of things. It, yeah. Luxury is fine. That's why it exists. Yeah. Everybody again, mm. I'm talking about my my computer. That's a $1200 computer. Not everybody can afford that. I was able to because I really wanted it and I held on <laughs> to money for a while. Yeah. And uh but but at the same time, 
there's always going to be more, you know, this is actually yeah. relative to most of them. This is not a great computer. It, 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 to me, it's the best thing I've ever owned. Yeah. It's, the, the it's luxury thing. that's relative to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. But there's $5,000 computers that are way better than this one. They could do a hell of a lot more and all blah, 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 yeah. blah. Sure. But, but um, you know, so, but if you're, if you're going to be, and I think that what, what makes it hit home so hard is that this, that's not what this brand was about originally. This brand was about, you know, <laughs> trying to bring that community together, trying to bring that, these kinds of things, show the positivities and all that kind of stuff. So when they do flaunt, it doesn't feel right. It's like, like the, the really nice guy at work, really, really nice, always super mm-hmm. sweet, always giving to charities, blah, blah, blah. And then out of nowhere comes in and is just talking total, like, you know, like, oh, so I got this for the weekend and I went over here with my wife. And have you seen how hot she is? Isn't she so much better than everyone else? It kind of rubs me. Meanwhile, you're sitting there like, I ate egg salad for the weekend. Yay. (laughs) Literally, I think the the most affordable partnership they have is Tostino's. Like pizza pockets. Relatable. <laughs> Mountain Dew and Tostinos and Gucci. Put those that is in the, the Gucci most bag. affordable partnership they have at the moment. Uh, but thank you guys. Thank you for um, biting in on that topic for me. We are going to close out the show now. So what I'm going to give you guys is an option or um, I guess an opportunity here to promote your socials if anybody would like to follow you on social media. So Tahoe, I'm going to throw it out to you. Would you like to throw out your social handles? Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's just say it out. Yeah, or, go for it. Um, if you, if it's easier, we can put it in the links below anyway, but go ahead and say them on... Anything else, uh, yeah. if you have anything you want to share, too. Yeah. Yeah, I can at least share my Twitter, uh, which is at uh, Tau250. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you can check out my Instagram, which is uh, Tau2002 uh, underscore FF, if I'm not mistaken. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll throw all those links yeah. down below in the socials as well. Is there anything else that you'd yeah. like to promote um, in terms of projects or anything that you're involved in? Uh, no, not okay. really. No, no worries. All good. Louis. <sighs> Here we go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, right. The, it's like credits. I'm going to try to keep it um, very, very short this time. Uh, you can find <laughs> me with Somerset um, Pictures on YouTube. Uh, the skeleton crew, same uh, same kinds of people and stuff like that. We do video vlogs and all that kind of stuff, just really fun and uh, shorts and movies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find me on the website, Retro Replay Show, for my articles. Um, and very soon we're going to be coming up with some stuff with Deadpan. Dead Dan. Deadpan. Dead Dan. So, uh, Dead Dan. <laughs> Dead Dan with Deadpan, Pan, and Dan, Pan, and. What the hell is wrong with me? I think I'm high. <laughs> anyway, good water, huh? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, check mm-hmm. out the links and see if you like me. I have a great voice. I please, agree. Please like me. <laughs> <laughs> I Dan, like what about you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on all the places at Stark Evil Vash. Um, Twitter, I am Stark E Vash, S D A R K Y V A S H. Yes, we do have some new stuff coming with Deadpan in the works. Uh, there's a new video that Louis a part of that should be out soon. I can't say when exactly. It's still kind of a work in progress. Um, and I just have to ask our listeners, our visual listeners out there, if you had $2,500 to spend, what would you buy instead of a Gucci bag? Uh, or would you? Would you buy the Gucci $100? No, no, one, no, they're not. No one, no not. one will. No, Somebody no, might. No. What, would you, you're, what are you buying instead of that bag? Because if you had $2,500. A car. <laughs> uh, a house. Also, 
future pagan coming back on your conversation there earlier you can edit this in if you want um dan <laughs> but when you said earlier that the brand didn't suit i actually went onto their website and i wanted to see what their brand motto or their brand was about and it does describe themselves as hundred thieves is a premium lifestyle brand and gaming organization so it kind of does fit i guess with their like luxury or premium aspect of their lifestyle mm-hmm. but i do think it's just a little unaffordable for everybody else and it's kind of like oh wow that's cool and maybe it does like strive motivation maybe it does help motivation for everybody to be like you know what i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna get that someday so maybe that's kind of cool too anyway thank you dan um <laughs> um did you finish your socials for deadpan yeah i'm good okay great um cool thank you you guys can find me at pagan plays on twitter and pagan underscore plays on twitch and instagram i will be back to twitch sh- shortly it's just been a weird one uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> if you guys have any questions, send them over to the podcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Twitter. We're at the replayerpodcast.com. And if you have any questions regarding membership for Retro Replay, send them to members at retroreplayshow.com. Oh, and send us questions for Retro Replay so that we can send them in to get voicemails again. Oh, yeah. Do that. Yeah, we, uh, do that. We, had, <laughs> we had quite a few questions from the last time when Nolan and Drew came on our show. Um, and we will be sending them over to the studio to see can we get them recorded in a voicemail instead because we were a bit short for time on that episode. Mm-hmm. But thank you guys. Thank you all so much for being here, Tahu Louie. Well, it's you. so lovely to have you guys back on. Thank and you. yeah, that's it. Everybody, game over, folks. Game over. Bye. Bye. You are dead. <laughs> game over. Game over. You're dead. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.